Hey, it's Chris Lipper from On The Bus Events, and I'm fortunate that I get to see a ton of music, and I get to know the bands pretty well, because I film a lot of the bands, so we're going to start a podcast. Um, so check us out every Monday at 4.20, and we'll upload interviews and music from the shows that weekend, and you can catch the full show's videos generally at On The Bus Events on YouTube. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Hey everybody, fresh back from Peach Festival, which was a great time. Uh, weather was beautiful, music was great, people were fantastic. Um, I'm told there was over 30,000 people there, three stages, and um, just a lot of fun. If you were there, you know. If you weren't, you don't. And I highly recommend um, going next year. So we didn't get to meet with any musical artists, but we sure got to meet with some great and talented and creative people who have some interesting stories uh, in lieu of that. So I got to interview Louis Ruvo, who is better known as the falafel guy, or I like to think of as the jerry roll guy. And uh, he's been on the lot for 35 years, and um, he's been feeding us. And um, just great stuff uh, from him. I uh, got to talk to Don Bryant, who's one of the three founding members of the Wharf Rats. And uh, they're the one show at a time people, that yellow sticker that you see at shows. And just an interesting story how that came about and what that's all about. Um, and he's got some, you know, crafts of his own with his interesting jewelry and clothing. And he's at most um, shows, does the full Dead and Company tours. And, um, and then a very, very special interview with uh, Jay Blakesburg, who is, um, gives this talk which is amazing if you if you get a chance to see it uh, go um it, it's uh, it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry it'll make you holler it'll just make you feel good about what we've all been a part of for so long and he's photographed it from the beginning or at least for close to 40 years and is a great speaker and just an all-around good guy and a good interview and i'm grateful that he gave me the time so enjoy and uh We'll circle back afterwards with some music fans. Bye. Hey, it's Chris Lipper from On The Bus Events, and I'm sitting here with my old pal, Louis Ruvo, who you may know as the falafel guy, or I like to think of as the jerry roll guy. And Louis's been selling jerry rolls on the lot, which is what used, what Shakedown used to be called for the last, what, 35 years? All right. So, Louie, how did you get into the whole jerry roll business and food vending? Well, I got arrested for selling acid, so I decided selling food would probably be a better idea. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And you're somewhat of a celebrity amongst the scene. It seems like everybody knows you from over the years. And I like to say it's a, a rite of passage of being a deadhead that you had to have at least one jerry roll. So what, what, what do you hear out there about you and your aura? It depends on who you are. I guess if you work for me, uh, one thing, and then if you're my customers, another thing. Um, I don't know. I've left many impressions through the years. Um, some of them good, some of them bad, and uh, I'd like to live a good. I'd like to leave a good impression uh, on people. How many shows a year are you doing these days? I'm averaging on about three a month. Uh, from October, September to October. No. 
So when do you start? Like May? I start in May, yeah. And you go through October. And what's a normal week look like for you? So you work in the weekend. When's your off day? When's your travel day? Off days are never. I drive all the time. So it's that's not even an off day because then I have to go to the store and prep and clean and get ready. So there's barely any time off. It's just ready. hurry up and get to the next show. Okay, so where have you been so far this summer? So far this summer, where have I been? Well, we've been to Michigan. I've been out to Colorado. Um, we've been to Indianapolis. We went out to, uh, I don't know, we're New York City, New York State. We played, uh, we did a show, uh, I don't know, there's so many. Ohio, we started off in Ohio and a bunch of shows in Florida. I don't know, I bounce around. 1,500 miles really is not much of a jump, so I average around 1,500 miles in between shows. And if you take take the time of 1,500 miles, you take that in half, it usually takes me about 30 hours in time to get to a place. And how many trucks are you traveling with and all of that? What's your equipment? Well, I'm traveling with one vehicle right now. I have two rigs on the road, but... Uh, Usually, uh, if my crew is traveling, they have their own vehicles, so whatever, how many vehicles, how many people need to travel in. And do you adjust the food? Like, do you do jerry rolls at non-Grateful Dead type of events? No, not really. I adjust the food to, like, the crowd. So if they're, like, uh, EDM, which means electric dance music, is EDM people are more like... Uh, it's like a French fry or a, what do you call them? Uh, chicken tenders, chicken tenders and fries, you know, like that. So here we are at Peach Festival, which is an old Almond Brothers type festival, and there's a certainly a Grateful Dead type feel to it. At least there is for me. So what are you serving here? I'm doing mostly uh, Jerry rolls, uh, falafels, and uh, a lot of noodles. All right. And what are the hours like? When do you start? You open for breakfast. When do you start? When do you end? Do you get to sleep? <laughs> what are the hours like? like uh, let's see. I got to Restaurant Depot last night at uh, 3, 4.30. Woke up at 7.30 and carried the stuff into the mountain. Probably won't stop again until 3.30 tonight. Maybe, maybe get two hours sleep again tonight if I'm lucky. And then you have to drive 1,500 miles on two nights of two hours sleep? That's why they invented caffeine. Uh-huh. Okay, and that's why they call it work. And so you were... And what happens in the off-season? Like you just regroup and rest up? Off-season, um, I'm trying to build up my retirement right now. Okay. So a uh, little bit of real estate here and there, dabbling, fixing, taking care of what I have, and trying to build more of what I can get. All right, so 35 years of living on the road and working festivals and parking lots and shows what's the um, strangest thing you've ever seen what's the funniest thing you've ever seen and what's the worst thing you've ever seen tell us some stories uh, I don't know why I have to start off with the worst thing but uh, I guess the, the riot in Deer Creek the year Jerry died the whole collapse of the scene and the people and the whole atmosphere and the crowds changed. It was uh, it's 
hard to explain what it was. It might have been a, a change in drugs. It could have been a change of anything. Maybe it was just what was going on with the politics that time of the year or wherever it could have been. But the hippies were rolling downhill. Literally. Literally. Right. All right. Funniest thing you've seen or strangest thing. Strangest thing that I ever seen. Uh -huh. um, and you must see it all. You've been on a lot for 35 years. Ever seen any busts? Any? Um, yeah, but that's not so strange. I uh, guess that's true. Especially in the old days. The strangest things I've ever seen was. Um, I'd have to think about that one for a minute. All right, we'll come back to it. Do you have a favorite venue? Um, I have a few friend, favorite venues. Uh, I would just go by how, how it would look, you know. Um, I've always loved the Gorge Amphitheater out in Washington State. Uh, the panoramic view is always gorgeous. The sound isn't all that great, but it's just the spiritual feeling of the mountains around. It's really great. Um, Red rocks, totally rocks. I mean, yep. just for pure beauty. Um, if you ever go to the Greeks in California, there's a beautiful view of San Francisco behind. You know, places like Alpine Valley and, uh, you know, those legendary places on the East Coasts. They all have, uh, you know, their own feel to them. And But the out west, uh, I think, it has the best venues for me at least and their vendor kind kind of thing well I haven't done with unvendor kind lately because I'm a regular vendor so um, less money on the west coast okay all right anything else you want you want to think of any uh, do you think of the strangest thing you'd seen I guess the strangest thing I've ever seen is just people rolling around on the floor naked or just tripping out and doing their own thing and uh, their own thing can be really odd so everybody has their own you know agendas on what they plan on doing or what they have in mind of doing or where they're gonna go do it and they just do it so um, I, you know, I guess one of the strangest things I've really ever seen I don't know there's a bunch of stuff I've seen that not all that great. The strangest, I think, one of the strangest things I've seen was uh, in Orlando, the cops tear bombing a bunch of deadheads and and they tear bombed the whole neighborhood. Everybody had tear gas and it was pretty awful. So that was really strange for the man to actually come down on the whole neighborhood that might have been just caused from a couple people. Yeah, that sounds pretty awful. All right, well, I don't want to end on a negative note, so uh, funniest thing you've seen? <laughs> Anything else you can think of? What's funny? Oh, you must see some funny stuff out there. And there, it's, you know, it's a lot full of characters, right? A lot full of characters. Yeah, I don't know what's so funny. I don't know, I don't... <laughs> I don't really get, I guess I don't got a good sense of humor there because... I guess you're working and I'm playing, so that's the difference. All right, so that was Louis Ruvo, the falafel guy, the Jerry Roll guy, the guy who's fed us for decades, and uh, thank you very much. 
and we'll do this again sometime. No problem. Hey, it's Chris Lipper, and we are at the last day of Peach Festival on July 27th, 2019. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful weekend. I'm sitting with Big Daddy Don, uh, founder of the Wharf Rats, and has been on tour since Watkins Glen, we learned today. And so that's 40 years? 46 years. 46 years. So, Don, why don't you tell us a little bit about your touring history, and then we'll get into the Wharf Rat thing in a sec. Well, it's a little bit uh, presumptuous to say I've been on tour. I did go to my first, first Grateful Dead concert at Watkins Glen, along with one out of every other four young person in the Northeast. There was three quarters of a million people there. And uh, it turns out to be uh, one of the great uh, parties that went down in infamy. Um, and I, I don't remember much about that first show, but I do remember at the end seeing the encore with Robbie Robertson and Jerry Garcia and Dickie Betts wow. playing guitar, standing on that stage, standing side by side and just ripping it up. And it was a, it was a beautiful thing. So uh, that's how I got started. And um, I wish I could say that I did go on tour, but it took me another five years to go to my second show okay well four years and then another five years after that to go to my third show but i've been a deadhead and pretty much on the bus since since 1982 and uh i've been going to every show that i could get to i went to 100 what 127 when when jerry was with us uh-huh and then uh, really, I think most of my touring, actual touring, going on tour and staying on tour for the entire tour started um, after 2002 when I retired. I retired from the military. I was in the military for 23 years. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And, uh, and I found myself uh, wondering what to do with my life. And I asked that, that question that everybody asks. What do you want to do with your life? And the answer was, I want to go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, like many of us, you've made up for whatever opportunities you've missed in the past. With uh, and you, you're doing complete tours these days. I am doing complete tours. I did the I did the last uh, Dead and Company tour this summer. Okay. I went to every show. I couldn't get. How to, many was that? Was it 19? Okay. 19 shows in a month. It was a little, it started on the 31st of May and ended on the uh, 7th of July. So okay. it was a little over a month. Okay. Yeah. And it was. Uh, what was the highlight? Oh, the highlight. For me personally, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there were so many. Okay. Uh, musically, um, I was really strongly moved by the Morning Dew that they played on the second show. Okay. At Shoreline. I, I'm telling you, you know, I have a friend, Corky out in the West Coast who started seeing the Grateful Dead only because they would open for the Big Brother and the Holding Company. Right. And uh, he was a big fan of Big Brother, Janice. And so that's 1966. And he, he, I asked him how he liked that second show at Shoreline. He said it may have been the best show he's ever seen. Okay. It was that good. The deal, I mean, John Mayer, um, I don't know. Sometimes I'm speechless. The music is so good. I really appreciate the whole Dead & Company endeavor. 
Okay, I know you do, and you know I'm a raving fan of Morning Dew. That's one of those oh, songs. Man, that, go listen to it. Go yeah. listen to Shoreline and... Uh, what was the date? It was the 1st of June. Okay. Uh, so 6119. Yep, 6 All right, so for those of you that don't know and go to a lot of shows and festivals and pretty much anywhere now, we were just talking that... Um, if you see the one show at a time stickers on people, generally those are sober deadheads. And if you go to pretty much anything now, even sporting events, and you see a yellow balloon, those are people going to the event sober. And they're looking for like-minded people. Um, and Don was one of the founders, one of three, uh, that started this thing. In what year? Uh, we say that it began in 1986. Okay. It actually began a little bit earlier than that um, with a, a kind of a personal effort. I would go to shows, and, and I was uh, in recovery and, and sober, and, and I would see um, stickers on people's cars, you know, the, the one-day-at-a-time stickers, the, right. kind of the more traditional stickers. And I'd say to myself, you know, there are other people here that are um, uh, like-minded, such as me, in recovery. And, uh, but where are they? And, and I didn't know, and you know, nobody knew. And uh, so I started taking meeting people and writing their names down. And I made, you know, that was all pre-internet days. So we, I made a little list of people that I found that were um, uh, in recovery. And, um, and I circulated those names to one another. And we began a little nidus, a small group of people. And um, we began to meet at some of the shows. Mm -hmm. And then we began to tour together. Uh, and the first tour we did was the tour, uh, the summer tour of 1986. Okay. And to, was that a Dylan tour? It was, it was Dylan and Tom Petty was opening yep. for, the, for the dead. And um, I, I have to say it was interesting. You know, we... We would just sort of hang out together, like friends do at shows, and uh, we found ourselves um, really uh, not knowing what to do, but we, we made a little circle like we do at some of our meetings, and arm in arm, and we were just sort of bouncing around, singing all the songs together, huh. and looking at each other, looking at each other's eyes, and you know, there was this sense of jubilee, this sense of adventure, and... Sounds like um, we love. Were, we were loving each other, and we it felt like we were breaking new ground, you know, like we, and, and I'll tell you, to a man, it was when we started singing Black Peter, and we sang the verse, and we were looking in each other's eyes, and, and that one verse, see here how everything leads up to this day, yep. and it's just like any other day that might have been, sun going up sun going down shine through my window and my friends they come around and when we sang that we knew we had something special and um, and so to us that was the birth of the wolf rats right there okay yeah. and so what's the smallest wolf rat meeting you've ever been to <laughs> well when 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 Jerry died Uh, the Wharf Rats sort of disintegrated okay. in, a, in a rather large way. And there was a... That was in 95. It was in 1995. 
And, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, but th there wasn't a big uh, internet back then. Nope. And all we had was telephone numbers. We didn't have emails. And um, to a large degree, the, the whole Grateful Dead family um, sort of fell apart. And, and it was when uh, Bob Weir and, and Yorma Hatuna and, and Mickey came out and they did this thing called the the further festival tour right that was the first time that really deadheads got a chance to to come together again and, and appreciate one another and appreciate what we had um so we when we reconnected on that tour we all reconnected in a, in a strong way um but i was um i was living in colorado and we didn't have anybody to do the wharf rat table in in cincinnati in, in st louis and in Kansas City. So I drove from Colorado Springs to St. Louis, and there were a few people at that meeting, maybe less than five, six. Okay. And then I drove to Kansas City, and I remember there were two other people in Kansas City okay. at the Wharf Rat meeting. And then, and then I drove to Denver and did the table there. So 2,000 miles for three tables, and but I felt but like started. I was carrying the, That's the right. Wharf Rat message and it kept you going and it kept you clean and sober and all of that right I, which is all part of that absolutely you know i have been um honored to be a part of this fellowship you know people don't realize that what we get out of it is we get to stay in recovery we get to stay clean and sober we get to go to all of these things and um you know sure we help other people but we help ourselves 100%. And our families, and uh, and that's a, a big part of it, right there. So, what's the biggest meeting you've ever been to? Oh, the biggest warfare meeting? Um, without question, the the, the warfare meetings that fairly well in were, Chicago. Were Chicago, um, the yeah, the ones in, in out in Levi Stadium in San Fran were amazing as well. Um, but that last one in Chicago was, I mean, there were we had meetings inside of meetings we had to have additional meetings yep. during the war frat meeting because it's just too big to even have everybody at one meeting right and um and so uh that was a phenomenal experience and just to sway back and forth in each other's arms and we did sing that verse from black peter yep. and uh, it was one of the most memorable moments looking around that crowd and seeing people that i'd known across the decades and we're all there to celebrate this grateful dead phenomenon and it is a phenomenon so you've been on tour for years and years and years you've seen hundreds of shows at this point and you've had um a great experience what is the funniest thing you've seen the most memorable the strangest give us some some war stories from the war parking stories. lot basically Funny you've also things. been vending and you make great jewelry and shirts and skirts you know, all I, kinds of things. i i was i was walking down the street in Bangkok okay and um, I felt somebody's hand on the back of my shoulder they tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and you know when you work in the wharf rat table you get to go into the shows and, and meet some people sometimes right. right and and I turned around and it was Matthew Kelly and you know it's funny when somebody of that stature for those of you that don't know Matthew Kelly was a, uh, a uh, member of Rat Dog and, uh, and Bob, Weir's, Bob Weir's band 
but he also played the harmonica in the song Trucking. Okay. That was uh, on the... Uh, oh, that wasn't that Big was, Ben? No. Oh, no, I didn't that know was that. was Matthew Kelly okay. played the harmonica. And, uh, and so... But he tapped me on the shoulder and, and he, um, he, he introduced himself, you know, reminded me that he knew me from the further festival. And, and it's always amazing to me when somebody recognizes me from, from anywhere, but when it's, you know, somebody that in stature, I'm, I'm pretty humbled by it. Okay. Um, lots of strange things, you know, it's a real serious thing out here. Um, you know, we had that, that one time at Beer's Picnic a few years ago where, uh, uh, we had a wharf rat girl and she was, she was spinning a hula hoop in front of my booth and happy and, and, you know, just that seemed day. to be enjoying. Right. And then the next day, uh, one of her, I guess her boyfriend came and, and got her loaded and she did some smack and she died. Right. Uh, right there at the festival. And, uh. I'm, I'm always, uh, it, it, it's a serious thing, what we're doing out here. You know, this life is brief. Yep. Um, you know, none of us have uh, a lock on tomorrow. And the fact that we get to enjoy it and be a part of, of this celebration, you know, because music to me is a celebration, you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, like, like uh, this week, um, uh, Papa Funk, you know, Arthur Neville died. Right. And, and so I went back and listened to a lot of his catalog, and I watched him, you know, when he was playing with the Grateful Dead on those, those great New Year's shows. And that was that, like 87 or 80, something, yeah, right? Yeah, 86 and 87. Right. And, and, um, and just the contributions um, that these individual musicians make to the, and the fun that we have in our lives sure is fun it is fun yeah I, I always find my smile at these things you know it doesn't yeah. matter what's going on but uh, something like last night it happened at J-Rad I found my smile Very and nice. um, I, I get J-Rad now yeah. so awesome. um, so anything else you want to say to everybody before we uh, sign off I just want to say uh, a little bit about the love you know um, <laughs> it's funny uh, the other day I came to the Wharf Rat meeting you know and and I um, I said those words, you know, love is shaking on Shakedown Street. Yeah, and and I just want to say, it really is. It sure is. And uh, and it's one of the great pleasures of my life that I get to be a part of it. So I thank everybody. So I want to give you a little plug also. So for anybody looking for I know, great clothing, hippie clothing and jewelry and all that kind of stuff, check out Grateful Don's uh, on any lot where Dead & Company's playing, and at most festivals, they'll always have the one show at a time sticker on his booth, and you'll see the big yellow awning saying, Grateful Don, and uh, what do you call those sexy tops? The something? Oh, sexy hot mama tops. Mama tops, right. Yeah, yeah. I got to see Don fitting someone yesterday for one of those, <laughs> which was, I got some envy there. <laughs> kind of yeah, wish that was you. Yeah. I thank, thank you, Chris. But and, thank uh, you very it's, much. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be a part of this. And for me, summer gets complete and a festival is complete when I get to see you. So thank you for everything you've done for all of us. Appreciate it. It's good to see you, brother. Good seeing you. All right, man. Thank you. Hey, it's Chris Lipper from On The Bus Events, and we are at the Peach Festival 2019. And with all the artists here and everything going on, uh, I just got to hear... 
Jay Blakesburg speak for uh, a second time, and it is so motivating, so emotional, and he's telling his story, but in some way it's really all of ours. And uh, so I just want to say hello to Jay, and Jay, what do you call this talk? How, how do we promote this? So I just did a presentation that I call Between the Dark and Light, The Grateful Dead Photography of Jay Blakesburg. And that, um, that it's a slideshow. So I have all the visuals to go along with it. I guess that's the good thing about being a photographer. If you're going to do a presentation, you got your own visuals. That makes sense and relate to my story. And it starts when I'm 15 years old in suburban New Jersey and comes all the way up to taking photographs of Dead & Co, you know, and putting out a new book, you know, excuse me, in another month or so on Jerry Garcia. So it's, it spans, you know, really getting close to 50 years now. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so 40 touching. 40 years, sorry, got to do better math. Right, right, right. It's so touching. Is there a place online or anything where people can see it? Or, or do you have a schedule where people can see you doing it? Unfortunately, it's not online um, because it really, it just comes across so much better in person. Yep. And uh, so it's, it's one of those hard things like uh, to just do it and, um, you know, just have it be a movie and just look at slides while I'm talking. It just doesn't have the same pizzazz right um, I am going to do it a bunch in a bunch of places but I don't know where in the fall when my Garcia book comes out uh, so starting in September and then in October November there should be a bunch of events on the east coast I'm not sure where we're still trying to figure it out there might be one in Richmond Virginia there might be one in uh, New York City there's going to be one in Scranton Pennsylvania uh, which is where we are now. I'm doing a gallery exhibit. So there's a bunch of different places, but we're still trying to figure it out. And I can't stress enough how wonderful it is. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's just wonderful. And, uh, and That's what I wanted to do. I want you to laugh. I want you to cry and I want you to cheer. Yes, and we do all of that. And how many people do you think were here today for this? I would say that we had about 250 people here uh, watching this. I thought maybe twice that, but I tend to exaggerate. Yeah, but it was a packed uh, house. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty full room and at the peak there was a lot of people. So maybe it was... Maybe it was more than 250. I well, don't really nobody know. Nobody was leaving. But you captured the room. It was beautiful. Thank you. And is there a website or anything like that where people can go to buy your books and yeah, see you, your pictures? Sure. You can go to blakesburg.com, B-L-A-K-E-S-B-E-R-G.com, or rockoutbooks.com. Okay. And uh, I have all my books there, including the new Jerry Garcia book. But, um, yeah, check out what I've got going on. And, um, you know, come and check out one of my presentations in the fall uh, when I'm on book tour. So we've been interviewing a lot of the artists. We've been doing a few of the new riders and some other band members. And um, one of the questions I tend to ask, you can answer it or not, is what's the strangest or funniest things you've seen from your side of the rail? Well, that would be hard to pinpoint. There's yep. been many strange things. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'm one of the people that have done one of the strange <laughs> things. Um, but specifically, I mean, there's, you know, everything. I mean, and I try and photograph it. Uh, you know, just like I said in the presentation, it, you know, Bob Weir once said, you know, we are misfits playing for misfits. I love that line. You know, and it's true. And, you know, we don't fit into, uh, uh, you know, a nice neat box. I mean, we are, you know, that square peg in a round hole. And that's what makes us unique. And I think that's what makes us more interesting as people. I mean, look at the way we dress. Look at the way we wear our hair. Look at the way the, you know, the music we listen to. We're not, you know, we're not chasing... Um, we're not chasing pop music and and you know the top 40 songs we're you know we're tapped into music that moves our 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 bodies and touches our souls and you know gives us experiences that are unlike 
going to the, a pedestrian concert. You know, we're we're going for a one-off, unique experience. And uh, and and when you do that, weird shit happens. You know, it could be backstage, it could be with a fan, it could be with an artist, it could be with you know any number of people or things. Um, you know, like the guy that's in the speedo bathing suit. That's yeah, just right. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's you know everything is. Um, Everything is different, you know. And, and, and as you point out, it, this is our every day. It's not just on weekends or at shows. Yeah, this is who we are all the time. Absolutely. And we get to convene frequently, whether it's at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester yep. or, you know, a venue in San Francisco or Peach Festival or Mountain Jam or Lock-In or Summer Camp or Mowdown or whatever it might be. Yep. You know, we get to be with like-minded people, having like-minded experiences, and um, hopefully taking those experiences bringing them home and connecting with other people to let them know that there's more to watching Netflix at home on a Friday night absolutely and you capture it all for us so thank you for that you're welcome and there is no place to see a schedule of where you're going to be next or anything like that uh, the best place to check that out will be to keep an eye on my Facebook page and my okay. Instagram page so on Instagram I'm at jblakesburg and on Facebook, I'm Jay Blakesburg and also Jay Blakesburg Photography. Okay. Jay Blakesburg Photography business page, Jay Blakesburg personal page. But like when I'm doing events, I'll typically post on both things. But in general, I post most of my stuff just on the Jay Blakesburg Photography page. But yeah, we'll announce it and we'll list it. And hopefully, you know, websites like Jambase and Live for Live Music and stuff like that will, you know, give me some, give me some coverage to let people know where it's going to be. Well, I certainly know I'm always in the right place when I see you're there. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. And, um, uh, you know, all your listeners out there, go out and see live music. Yep. Thank you. You won't regret it. Thank you. Thank you. And buy Jay's books. They're wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you. Hey, so it's Sunday afternoon. I'm leaving the Peach Festival, which was a whole lot of fun. You're going to hear the sounds of generators and golf carts and all those sounds we're used to hearing at festivals. Um, made a whole bunch of new friends, saw a whole bunch of, I don't want to call them old friends, but how about just friends? And uh, no hassles, no anything. It was a wonderful weekend, and we didn't get to meet with any of the artists, but uh, we did have some special interviews with Louie, Don, and especially Jay. So thanks a lot, you guys, and um, we'll see you at the next one. All right, thanks. Peace. Bye.
Hey, it's Chris Lipper from On The Bus Events, and I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. Uh, you can always check out the full video uh, from that night on YouTube at On The Bus Events. And if you know anybody who potentially might like to advertise with us, either bands, venues perhaps, or people just around the music scene, I'd love an introduction. All right, thanks a lot. Peace. Bye.